occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hello there, and welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 17, I think. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, I think. <laughs> what are you going to be telling us about? I'm going to be telling you about uh, the Forest of Horror, which is kind of a true crime slash black magic case in Nigeria. Nice. I'm going to be telling you about Black Shuck, which is a legendary ghost slash demon dog. Love a good demon dog. Always. Cool. You got anything you want to say before we get right into this? Um, Nothing apart from the fact that my family have ties to my story. Mm-hmm. Extra spooky. Be prepared. Got a little, little personal tale to share with you at the end of my information. I'm very excited. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, I'll get right into this. Okay, so this story comes from... I'm going to try and pronounce these, obviously, if I'm doing it wrong. That's fine. I think it's called Ibadan in Nigeria. And it's called The Forest of Horror. So sources are punchng.com, realnewsmagazine.net, thejournal.ie, Vanguard Nigeria, Daily Air Independent, Metro Plus, BBC World, and Wikipedia. No, nice. there wasn't much information on Wikipedia. I had to really search for this one. Oh, no. I know, right? No. <laughs> I always you mean you search. do a podcast and you have to look things I up? I always do my research, Ugh. but I had to dig really deep and go through links and links and links. I had to go on page two of Google. Shut up. Page <laughs> six, actually. Oh my God. So in 2014, a motorcyclist was he- uh, searching near the Soka Forest. Him and his team were concerned because in their motorcycle taxi company, which is what they have, uh, uh, some of their members were going missing. Oh. Yeah. So upon further investigation and the overwhelming smell of rotting flesh, 20 decomposed human bodies and hundreds of human skulls were dispersed throughout the forest. Oh my goodness, you really went straight in, didn't uh-huh. you? There was no, there was no set in the scene, nothing. <laughs> there was no nicer way to say that, really. Goodness me. And there was not enough information to set the scene. We're in a forest. Wow. Everyone's We're dead. immediately in a forest. Picture this, you're it's in a forest, the forest corpses of everywhere. <laughs> Picture this, forest, horrible. Also found in the forest were a few living but very feeble people in shackles, and they were in horrible physical condition. There were like flies everywhere. It wasn't very nice. Right. And they were inside a building that sat sort of in the forest of Soka, and inside the building as well of the people were clothing, mats, household items, school uniforms, guard boots, underwear, and baby clothes. Also mutilated hands and legs. Ew. Yeah. So this had obviously been there for a very long time because if you think about how long it takes for somebody to decompose and there were also skulls and things. Like, I, I don't know how quick it would be actually because I'm presuming like this is set in Nigeria, right? Yeah. I'm presuming it's pretty hot. I've well, yeah, been, but, but it's not going to take like a few days, is it? For someone to be a skull. True. Maybe people or animals ate them. But I'll let you know how long it had been there in a few minutes. Okay. So after the discovery of the den, the police and the governor showed up to the area, as well as thousands of people from the area who'd come to see. And many of them had family who had gone missing and they wanted to see if they were inside of this house or, like, if they could find their body. Right. And when the governor got to the scene, he attempted to calm the crowd by calling for justice for the victims as well as sympathising with the civilians, and he did, like, a big speech. 
Mm-hmm. However, his speech was interrupted by many angry people in the crowd telling him that they'd been reporting their missing friends and like kidnapped people to the police, but they'd done nothing. Shit. Yeah, pl- apparently the police did an awful job like investigating this, and people were super angry because they kept telling the police that they were people were going missing and they just weren't doing anything. Right. And there was evidence to suggest that they had been there for about ten years, but the police had failed to investigate it. Wait, so like, do you mean like as a a kind of killing place? Yeah. Right. So I was gonna say like the house might be there, yeah, but they have no reason to check it out. Yeah, it was still a a building. They didn't build the building for this. Yeah. But bad things have been happening there for quite a long time. Right. Many of the people at the scene also thought that people might be being kept like underground. They dug like a den underneath the, the house. Right. But the police rejected the idea and refused to investigate it. So this caused a riot in the area because people were obviously not happy about the way the case was handled. Understandably. And in the area, there was a rumour that the people being kept there were mentally ill and were being treated in the house for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So one man who lived over the road from the den said that he'd often hear noises across the river. So it was like the community was one side, there was a river, and then the forest was across the river. Okay. I kind of divided them. And he would often hear noises there, and he re- he wrote to the police and was like, this is weird, go check it out. And they were like, oh no, it's the mentally ill people. They assume were like being treated over there. Even though it wasn't, it was people being tortured. Oh my goodness, can you imagine being that guy that lives over the, the river and you'd be so scarred, like... And you've been, angry. Well, you've been hearing these people being tortured for months and you've been reassured that it's, like, it's fine. It's yeah, just mentally, just mentally Ill, Ill But, like, then you realise, I wouldn't be able to stop hearing those, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the people that they rescued, were in, like, some of them were interviewed, they allowed them to be interviewed. And all of the victims denied that they were mentally ill, they'd been kidnapped, and one woman was even picked up in front of her own house. Oh, shit. Yeah. In reality, the kidnappers claimed to be the um, official from the Urban Renewal Project, coordinated by the government. So the victims were told that they'd violated an environmental law before they'd been pushed into a car. And one of them told a local media company that he was selling his herbal medicine when men swooped in on him and forced him into a car. And he'd been held captive for four months and says they were given food once a week. Holy shit. Yeah, the captives were also believed to be performing rituals and black magic that required human flesh. And this is apparently something common that happens in Nigeria to kidnapping victims. Obviously, if I'm wrong, tell me. But all of my sources said that this was kind of a thing that just kind of happens. Guess where we're never going. Yeah, like, apparently um, a lot of kidnappers use bodies for sacrifice or torture in black magic. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to generalise, but that is what it said. And there have been several reports from local media on the selling of human body parts across the country. Some say that human body parts are being sold to people who came to the forest of horror at night time. So on a Sunday, a few like days later, six people were arrested at the scene and five were security men from a nearby company. And the following items were recovered from them. Three single-barreled guns, one bow, 16 arrows, 22 cutlasses, 40 cartridges, 7 table knives, 2 axes, 2 iron flies, and 1 phone. Maybe they were just, um... Collectibles. <laughs> yeah, collectibles. Yeah. Possibly, like stamps, except yeah, knives. I guess. One of the subjects was burned to death by an angry mob. Can you blame them? <laughs> I guess not. 
and many people feared to go back to the area, but the location was eventually demolished, and in 2018 it was replaced with a state comprehensive school. So residents had to overcome the fear and the trauma that followed after the discovery, but I feel like it kind of gives new hope, you know, like people who are going to school there in a couple of years, they, the new people who go to school there won't even have been around when it happened, so they can kind of it seems a bit have soon, a though. Idea. I mean, this happened in 2014, so bit, four years later they built the school. It's a bit inconsiderate, do you not think? I mean, I guess. Like, just 20 years later, maybe I'll get behind it, but four years, that's not very much time at all. I don't know, man. To get over a trauma like that, like if you've survived that. I mean, yeah, it was a pretty big, big event, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I doubt that there was, like, a whole bunch else going on, you know, that's on that level. It's yeah. huge. Yep, well, well I mean, at least there there's is. a school, I guess. That's good. Yeah, you can look at it in two ways. It's either really disrespectful or it's a new sort of light. I mean, I think it's a bit of both. I think if it had been something else put there you know if they'd have put like a supermarket there or something do you know what i mean i would have been like you dickheads but yeah i think it's bad for the victims but it's a good idea in terms of like the future like, the long run yeah it's good for like building the community i guess but yeah damn so how scary do you think that is wait so were there only six people that were were got from that yeah that were in charge of it for 10 years. Allegedly. Six people and how many skulls and stuff? Many. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I don't know. The police obviously didn't really put a lot of effort into this investigation, so there could have easily been more people involved. Well, they might have been, like, corrupt. Yeah. They could have been, like, being paid off. Because... I mean, the people who were arrested were security guards. Exactly. Like, there's there's one thing being like, oh, you know, that's where the mentally ill are, and, like, reports of, like, torturous noises and being like, it's fine, they're just crazy. It, it's... Who does that? Yeah. There's a level of laziness, and that, that ain't it. That's... We're taking bribes. Fair enough. In my opinion. I don't know. I think, I mean, it's it's scary anyway because these people are being, like, tortured and killed and, and, you know, it's altogether just awful. But also to know that you can't rely on the police force. Yeah, I think that's one of the worst things is when, like, there's no one really there to save you. And yeah, like, who's going to help you? you? They don't help. Who's going to help you save, like, your mate or your mum or whatever? If you're like, I know that something awful's happened... And you find out that there's like this thing on the other side of the river and you're like well i can't go because they might kill me yeah but i can't rely on anyone else to do anything yeah damn it's it's a tough one it does suck a lot yeah i'm gonna say like four all right i'm danger that's like a five yeah, it's you're fucked. If I they mean, get that you, that one was taken from our own house. From exactly. Our house. Like, if you're, if for some reason they pick you, or you know you happen to be walking literally anywhere alone, well, they might not have even been alone. Do you know what I mean? If there were six guys, maybe they collected like 
two at a time sometimes. Possibly. There's no... And and once you're caught, you're screwed because the police aren't going to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the likelihood it happened and alternative explanations, I mean, it's either just a sick move or it, it is the black magic that everyone thought it was. Yeah, there's not really too many things that you can... um. That you can say it is. Yeah. Apart from that, I mean, it could have been that the people doing it were were mentally ill. That um, they were just really fucked up. That they were doing black magic. Um. Yeah, it could have been like a. Um, so like you know when you've got power over someone so if they knew they had power over the police they could have been doing it as like a belittling move possibly you know what I mean like oh we've got all these people we're killing all these people you know about it but there's nothing you can do yeah I mean it's entirely possible I I feel like there are so many endless possibilities with this could have been a government thing sorry could have been a government thing yeah like um when they gave uh was it chlamydia or AIDS to all those people governments suck man tell me about it yeah and they told them they were giving them like vaccine and they were just literally just infecting loads and loads of people yeah. it could it could be like a way to cut the population maybe I mean either way it's really horrible it is it's awful it's horrible to think about the fact that it, it could have been Arranged by like people in power, but mm-hmm. it is possible. Damn! Wow, what a downer! You should have gone last. I know, right? I was thinking that when I started saying it, but it was too late. Uh, mine's just about a ghost dog. Oh, <laughs> maybe we should. Oh well, edit this back we're here backwards. now. We've all made mistakes. You want to plug our Patreon, Kate? Um, feels kind of wrong. It does, doesn't it? Um. Yeah, I suppose. If you want to hear more awful, awful things, then um, we do extra episodes on our Patreon, which you can sign up to, be a part of. There are so many different tiers. We went over it about a month back, changed it up. So we've got uh, extra episodes, some little spooky stories, shout outs, letters, everything. So just go have a look. It ranges in price. So you'll always find something. Also, if you want to send us your, get ready for it, spooky stories, haunted happenings, and terrifying tales, then you can email us at mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. Cool. Uh, our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash mythsmagicmurder. Also, because you didn't plug that. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, it's at mythsmagicpod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Sorry about my voice. I'm going to address this because... I can't do anything about it. You do it. sound like you're hitting it puberty It was fine again. about 10 minutes ago, and then I sat down, and now it's a mess. She was like, hey, Kate, want to record? I was like, yeah, sure. And now she's like, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all of the photos and everything of references that we're talking about will be on our social media, so go have a little look. Anyway, tell me about this black dog. All right, so I'm going to tell you about Black Shuck. Um, my sources... Wikipedia, uh, Sherwood did a 2008 journal article called Apparitions of Black Dogs. 
He's the Daily Mail, Highways and Byways in East Anglia with by W.A. Dutt. East Anglian Daily Times, um, allthatsinteresting.com, thesuffolkcoast.co.uk and casetocaravan.co.uk. I don't have a million and two this time. Nice. So Black Shuck is a legendary ghost dog said to haunt the coasts and countryside of Norfolk, Suffolk, Cambridgeshire, Fens and Essex. He's mainly called Black Shuck, but he can be referred to as Old Shuck or just Shuck. So Shuck is the only commonality. Good old Shuck. <laughs> also, there are reports of possible ghost dogs all around the UK, really, that kind of also fit Black Shuck, but like this is where it's biggest. Okay. So I'm just going to be referring to the Black Shuck. That's of... where he lives, but he travels around. Yeah, he goes on all day. Um, yeah, I'm going to be referring to the Black Shuck of East Anglian origin. It's unclear whether Shuck is a malicious or benevolent spirit. Um, some say that when you see him, death will follow within 24 hours. So that kind of goes along with malicious. Yeah. But other accounts tell of a dog that is a protective spirit. Like there's the occasional tale of Shuck helping lost women return in like poor weather conditions at night. So. Maybe he just wants to play. Yeah, maybe. In the main though... People are deathly afraid of him. Okay. So, uh, local stories to Norfolk say that he broke his chain and runs the coast at night looking for his master who was lost at sea. So the clink of his dragging chain strikes fear into the heart. His howling is terrifying to hear, but his feet make no sound. Okay. Yeah. There's also stories that say... A large black dog appeared on the 4th of August in 1577 in Blytheborough, which is in Suffolk. Uh, the story says that a black dog ran into the church during a thunderstorm, ran up the nave, killed a man and boy. Then, on the way out, part of the church collapsed and scorch marks were left by the door. Locals say it was the devil. Okay. Yeah. So, the name Shuck derives from a word that means devil. So I guess people think he's like a hellhound or a devil dog. This poor dog. Yeah. He's just trying to live in it. It's just a random street dog. <laughs> people have given many different types of reports, so it's nigh on impossible to figure out what Shuck really looks like. The only thing that everyone can kind of agree on is that he's a black dog. Right. I read some that believed he was a cyclops dog and had a large red eye in the <laughs> centre of his cyclops. head. Not a cyclops. Yeah, a cyclops. Um, others have said that the dog looks like any other, but it's the size of a horse. Oh. Yeah. That sounds kind of fun. I think sort of like three quarters of people can agree on the fact that he's got red eyes. Right. But I think it was just this one dude that thought he was a cyclops. <laughs> he was like, no, I saw one eye, I swear. And they were like, that's the clock tower. <laughs> My dude, you're high as shit, go home. <laughs> his fur is described as matted and mangy, and sometimes he's described as foaming at the mouth as though he were starving or rabid. Okay. So, just a pretty scary dog. No one likes a scary dog. No one likes a scary dog, it's true. Interestingly, an excavation was performed on Leaston Abbey in 2014, and there was a newspaper report written saying that the remains of Black Shuck had been found. Apparently, the animal's skeleton was seven feet tall were it to stand on its hind legs. However, turned out it was just the size of a mastiff. It wasn't really that big. Oh. So, 
Big like... Mastiff? Well, all Mastiffs are big, aren't they? I guess. <laughs> it was a horse. So it was probably just a normal dog. People That's were just playing it up a bit. In 1890, a young Norfolk boy told of being chased into the North Sea and forced to swim away from the shore to escape a huge black dog that was chasing after him. Later sightings include a Suffolk man who said he'd seen the dog one evening on the marshes and a midwife from Essex who had been cycling home after a delivery. Um, and she followed. She said that she was followed by the creature through the lanes. She was trying so goddamn hard to pedal away from this dog as i imagine anyone would but he was keeping pace with her no matter how far she pedaled oh my god yeah uh which isn't that weird i guess because dogs are so much faster than we are yeah but if you're pedaling real fast true um apparently the dog remained absolutely silent throughout the whole encounter like and then just vanished whoa that's so cool yeah in a weird, scary way. <laughs> In an absolutely horrific way. That's really cool. It's said that if you encounter Shuck, whether you're sure it's him or not, literally every local around Norfolk, I know this for sure because I've been to Norfolk, my mum's family's from there, they will all just tell you to just cover your eyes and walk away from the noise. Um, Seems pretty efficient. Yeah. Just <clears throat> pretend it's not happening. Well, it's only when you see Shuck. Yeah, okay. So I guess if you don't see him, you'll be right. Um, even if you're wrong and it's the sound of the wind howling and it's not the hellhound, then it's better you be safe than sorry, really. Pretty pretty logical. <laughs> um, Can't argue with that, can you? Speaking of the winds, it's possible that Black Shuck is more just another English folklore that warns you about your surroundings. Shuck is said to come by the coastlines and country lanes at night when you're on your own mostly in like winter when there's harsh weather conditions so it's not that hard to be like oh it's just a just a sort of fable for don't go out on your own at night in poor weather yeah because you'll die type of situation i get that which definitely makes sense yeah so could be but i prefer for it to be a giant cyclops dog, cyclops dog. that wants me dead he'll do anything to kill you <laughs> Mums hate him. Mums <laughs> hate him. Dentists want to know his secret. Black Shuck is reasonably well known. It's just that people may not know him by name, you know? So it's debatable whether Sirius Black from Harry Potter is a reimagined version of Black Shuck because he changes into the shape of a huge black dog. Oh, I never really thought about that. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, this is the same black dog that's called the Grim in the tea leaf reading. If you remember that, but and it's also an omen of death, similar to Shuck. Wow, yeah, that could have totally been based off that. Yeah, we talked about Harry Potter in the Patreon episodes, well, didn't we? I did, yeah. It's just me, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> Black Shuck has also been mentioned in Annabelle Comes Home, which I didn't know because I haven't seen it. Because, of course, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we watched the first Annabelle film and we didn't watch the rest of them. I don't. Black Shuck is also in Teen Wolf. Um, and The Darkness and Down I Go, who are both bands, have got songs called Black Shuck. I had no idea how popular he was. Yeah. Big. Big dog. Big dog, big name. He's a star. <laughs> He's an A-list. So that's all I got from the internet. There's not a whole bunch on 
black shark, really. But like I said, my mum's side of the family is from Norfolk. We do frequent there. We all know about black shark. So I didn't, and you took me there. True. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to tell you about it before I took you, was I? But now, next time we go, I'm going to watch out. We'll go to the the coast at night and wait. No. So, I have an aunt. I'm not sure if she's my great aunt or my mum's great aunt, but her name's Isabel. Shout out to Isabel. <laughs> whoop whoop. And... My, I got my mum to write down a story. She's on holiday at the moment, but I still got her to write down a story that she told me once about Great Aunt Isabel meeting Black Shuck. She's written it like a story, bless her, because she's <laughs> she's good at writing stories. I haven't just absolutely embellished this, so get ready. Do you want another whiskey there, Izzy? Asked Isabel's nephew as his powerful, tall body loomed over the tiny old woman. Yes, just one more, then I must be a-going, she replied with a smile. Derek grinned back at her and poured a third generous measure into her glass. It was unknown for Izzy to leave without draining her third glass. The family had affectionately nicknamed her Whiskey Iz in recognition of the trait. A slight smile stretched her thin lips, softening the sharp features of her wizened face. A pale, rosy tinge stained her cheeks as she contentedly drained the glass. She slowly got to her feet, put on her raincoat and thick, warm shawl. I'll be off home then, she announced her Norfolk accent thickening with the influence of the whiskey as it always did. As a quick side note, my mum has written this like phonetically for Norfolk, but I cannot speak with a Norfolk accent to save my actual I was going to say, are you going to do the accent? Is no. this promo for your mum's upcoming book? It is, yeah. If she writes a horror book, we'll promo it. We'll get a discount. Hell yeah, we will. I'll read it on Patreon. <laughs> I'll make money from it. She'll make money from it. Anyway. Do you want one of us to walk with you? Asked the family. Isabel's various great-nieces and nephews seated at the table regarded her with slightly worried frowns. After all, it was cold and icy outside, and great-aunt Iz was 72 years old. It was true that she was fit and healthy, and no one would think she was as old as she was by looking at her. Still less if they'd seen her happily demolish her her full roast beef dinner, apple pie and custard, as well as three glasses of whiskey. (laughs) Only... The slightly old-fashioned walking shoes and thick stockings together with her long tweed skirt and knitted twin set really made you think twice to see the wrinkled cheeks and careworn hands and realise that this sprightly old lady might be a bit older than she seemed on casual glance. Do have some sense, the lot of you, Isabel responded. What would be the point of one of you walking me there to turn around and walk back? Nothing, that's what. Sit you still, I'll be fine. Now give me that gamp and I'll be off. Her niece, Audrey, handed her the stout umbrella to which she referred. Okay, if you're sure, Audrey knew better to answer than to argue with her aunt. We'll see you in a day or two then. Right you are, cheerio, responded Isabel, opening the door into the dark, frosty night and stepping briskly through the door. Don't stand there letting all the heat out, she instructed. Using her gamp as a walking stick, she strode onto the icy path and headed towards the end of the cul-de-sac. As Isabel turned onto Long Downhill Lane, heading towards her little flat by the seafront, a breeze tugged at the end of her scarf and flapped the open raincoat. Tides on the turn, she thought to herself, the whiskey still spreading its warmth through her body as she continued down the hill into the rising breeze, humming gently and striking the path firmly with her brolly as she went. 
The night was black dark, and the path had few lights on it. There was no one else to be seen, even though it was not late in the evening. The cold night had kept all but the most hardy indoors. Halfway down the hill, Isabel became aware of a jingling sound behind her. She stopped. The jingling stopped too. She walked off again, concentrating on listening for the sound. The sound returned. It seemed louder, harsher, and closer. Isabel stopped humming and strode on a little quicker, her brain running quickly over the possible causes of the noise. As she quickened her pace, the noise moved more and more quickly too. It was too close behind her. Isabel was now walking as fast as she could. Her mind had supplied the answer. She was being followed by Black Shuck. She must not turn around. If she didn't see the fearsome face with its red eyes and gaping jaw filled with huge, dripping fangs, he could not harm her. She was not far from home. She could make it. She must keep walking as fast as she could. Her heart hammered in her chest as she kept up her pace, the jangling of the chain behind her making her fear more and more intense. Her imagination supplying more details and fanciful images as she remembered some more stories of the fabled beast that she felt sure was at her heels. She began to pray silently to herself. I know I'm a good age and I know I've had a full life, but I'm not ready yet, Lord. Please don't let Black Shuck take me, please. Isabel reached the end of the short path to her door. She was panting with exertion now and very afraid. A cold sweat trickled down her back. She did not dare turn around. She gripped her trusted gamp tightly in one hand while she plunged the other into her pocket to find her key. Trembling, she thrust the key into the lock and turned it, convinced she would be safe if she could just get inside. In panic tinged with relief, she wrestled open the door and flung herself through it. It was a full glass door, so she still did not dare to turn around, in case she saw the face of the hellhound staring through at her. She began to go up the stairs, to her flat above, relief flooding through her. She was safe. She had not looked. The hound had failed and she would live to tell the tale. As she mounted the first stair, she felt a tug on her waist. She was held fast in place. She could go no further. Panic rose once more. Her heart fluttered. Was he inside? Was he able to follow her indoors? Was this the end? Isabel swallowed hard. She'd never been a nervous woman. She had survived a war, the death of her husband, childbirth, and raising a child on her own. If this was her fate, then so be it. She would not die, craven on her stairs, afraid to look. She would face her destiny head-on as she had in her life. She straightened her back, breathed deeply, and turned. Convinced she would see the terrible face of the ghostly dog, then hear its awful howl, Isabel was astonished to see the belt of her rain mac trapped in the front door. Puzzled, she stepped back to the door and opened it. The buckle of her belt fell to the ground with a jingly clink. Oh my word, it wasn't Shuck at all. I've been terrified by my own belt, thought Isabel. She subsided on the stairs, unsure whether to laugh or cry. I think I need a whiskey. So that's that's my family tie. I loved that. Yeah. When my mum was telling me, I was like, oh my God, did my aunt Izzy die from Shuck? <laughs> I was like, oh. Just my family being overdramatic as always. Bamboozled. Absolutely. P -p 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 Pranked. 
when your own raincoat wanna put you down. <laughs> so but yeah, that's that's how much like everyone fears it in Norfolk. Like it's a thing. That's cool. I'll look out for that next time we go. Yeah. Do some more research on it. Hell yeah. So what did you think? Scary? Uh, I don't think it's too scary. I think if you saw it, it'd be scary, but like, what are the chances? Hasn't happened to me yet. Or You've you. been to Norfolk once. How often have you been there? Like, 10 times or less. Well, there you go. <laughs> if there was a huge dog, you'd see it. Like a three. <laughs> like a three. Okay. Threat? <laughs> How dangerous is he? If he gets you, I guess he is. But... <laughs> If True. he doesn't, then like a, like a two. Like a two? Well, yeah, just don't look. Don't True. look at the Cyclops and you'll be fine. <laughs> don't look at his one big red eye. How credible? The likelihood. Mm. Well, you see, the thing is, I would say it's not very credible. However, if lots of people have seen it and are talking about it, maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. So... Like a two and a half. Two and a half. You've been so harsh. Sorry, I'll move it up to a three if you want. No, no. It's fine. Shit all over my ghost dog. No, I like the ghost dog. (laughs) Any other explanations you can think of? Uh, People are warning people not to go outside. So like folklore? Yeah. People see things in the dark. Dark illusions. And you're already afraid if you're outside and it's windy and it's dark. So maybe you trick yourself into seeing something. Fair enough. Yeah, they all make sense. Or it could be Aunt Izzy's rain mac. Yeah, or it could be a big dog. True. Could be a big dog. Could just be a dog that's not going to get you. Yeah, but he's just trying to hang out, but everyone's like, no! Run! Oh, poor dog. I'd feel bad. Yeah. It just wants to hang out. Yeah, there, there was another story, I think, where it was um, two fishermen had gone on a boat with a dog and there was a storm and one fisherman had, had washed up on one shore and the other one had washed up on the other shore. So he was, like, kind of in the middle, like, in limbo between the two, sort of, on the coast. But, yeah. This Man. has been a really short episode. Yeah, it has. Well, I had nothing to say to yours because it made me desperately sad. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Shit happens. It's just fine, I guess, you know. Yeah. Well. I'll write a nice, happy ghost story next week. You should. Get my mum to write it. No. <laughs> I don't want her to take all the credit for our podcast. <laughs> she sent me it and I was like, I just wanted, like, the sort of what's it called sort of the gist yeah like of what happened but no she sent me that full on full on story bless that's very sweet yeah so in that story Derek was my mum's dad fair so that's kind of how we're related to that story of Black Shark cool yeah I find it so weird that that a whole sort of town can be so afraid of something that might not be real yeah because other towns that have got sort of those ties to things that are horrible. So like Lancaster, for example, is tied to the Pendle Witches. You know, they like their ghosts may still be around, but there's nothing like, no one cares. No, everyone's just like, haha, witches, and then moves on. Yeah. 
Halloween's just a right blast, and then no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's weird that the whole whole town and East Anglia in general are really afraid. Well, thank you for that, Kate. That's okay. Anytime. Anything else? No. no. I think we should just close off. We'll right, be back well. with a, a longer and happier episode. Well, it's it probably not happier, but it'll definitely be longer. <laughs> Maybe. And in other news, don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.